You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. I got nothing. Oh, there it is. There we go. The boards are on. Hello. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm Stephanie. I am the color man, Big Dev. (laughs) And I'm Kelvin. Welcome back, Kelvin. Thanks for having me back. Happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. You know, we don't even have to wait. Let's do our let's do our drink now. Let's do it right now. Here we go. We're drinking. Happy second anniversary. Drink. All right. Here we go. Woo. Mm. All right. So so that is crisp. (laughs) It's crisp. That's brisk, baby. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) So we are here for our two year anniversary. We've been Thank you, Dave. We've been doing this for two long years, yes. and, and Cal, you've been kind of along for the ride for a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed every well, moment that I've, guest. I've been here. I was your second guest? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Awesome. I just I, remember those days. I didn't... Oh, my gosh, you're right. Pre-studio yeah. days. Carly, yeah. Carly Silver was our first, and yeah. Calvin was our second. Okay. Giving us the uh, history of Detroit streets. Yeah, that, that was a two-parter. Yes, it was. Most, most of my episodes are, let's be honest. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> Sorry I like to talk so much. Yeah, there's something wrong with, with talking. That's Correct. why we have you on. Thank you. You're bringing us some history. Yeah. I am. Enjoying some drinks with us, having a good time. That's what this show is all about. I am. Last time I was a little bit squirrely, <laughs> so I'm going to try to keep things... Uh, down to earth. That's one drink and one drink only. <laughs> there you go. So, do you want to just dive right in? Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. you're leading us today. Guys. Yeah. So, uh, for this episode, I wanted to do uh, the topic of um, myth, and not in terms of like you know Norse or Roman mythology, but American myth. Uh, and so, you should title this episode "Myths America Lives By." I can never say myths. Like <laughs> myths. 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 Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, most people when they think about America, they don't think about myth. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not using it in the same way that you would think of like a Thor or an Odin or right, a Poseidon right. or anything like that. Just kind of stories that most Americans believe. And when I hear them, I'm like, yeah, that. That's just not true. <laughs> so, but, but there's a reason why some of these stories persist. And uh, so I kind of wanted to look at why or what a myth is, why we have myths, and then talk about some of the myths that we have here in, in the United States specifically. So I have the Webster's Dictionary definition, oh, which is always correct. The dictionary because defines myths, myths as... as a, it's a traditional story, especially one concerning the early history of a people or explaining some natural or so- social phenomena and typically involving supernatural beings or events. And this episode is not going to really talk about supernatural beings or events, right, but right. that first part is kind of interesting when I started studying about this. Like, oh, so a myth is important for the formation of an early people. Right. Right. Um, so... So there are these stories that are kind of based in tradition, and some might have factual origins, mm-hmm. and some are completely fictional, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, and so the thing is, myths are more than just uh, stories that we tell. I mean, again, I love going to see Marvel movies. Thor is right out of you know Norse mythology. I love that kind of stuff. But sort of, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but because, we're, because we're so far removed from those ancient civilizations, we forget that. The purpose of those myths was to teach those cultures who they were as a people. Not necessarily always to be believed. Sometimes they were. um, Just as we find in America, sometimes they are as well. So, with that definition in mind, 
I want to talk about some some myths about the founding fathers because I find uh, my my area of expertise is again the early American Republic, and so the founding fathers are kind of my jam. And oh, listen to that hum! There it is. There it is. So. <laughs> So I want to look at three different myths about the Founding Fathers. Yep. Because we kind of have this Pollyanna-ish view of, uh, of the Founding Fathers. I, you know, George Washington, when he's a kid, chopped down the cherry tree. Who chopped down my fucking cherry tree? <laughs> That's how uh, I imagine it went. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. I cannot tell a fucking lie, brother. <laughs> no. uh, so, story, that didn't happen. It didn't happen, but it was important. The reason why that story was popularized is because they wanted to uh, explain our first president. Like, this person is above reproach. George yep. Washington was not above reproach. But I just find that story uh, kind well, of interesting. Shady. Well, <laughs> well it's, like, it, it's like a way of branding, yeah, in, right, in a right. sense. Like, you know, a lot of people who, you know, we see in the media and stuff, like, there are stories about them that are true. Well, it's a way I to mean, brand them. America doesn't want to admit that they fucked up on the first guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 he was amazing. We got to hold we this thing together, him. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's very true. And so, I mean, you look at today, and I mean, every morning I wake up, and I'm like, do I even want to look at Twitter? Do I want to see what has been said? Yes, do I want to know what's going on in politics? Because it's just going to, it's going to... I wish we could just go back to the days of the Founding Fathers when it wasn't like this. And the fact of the matter is, it was just like this. Right. Um, there was just no Twitter. It was just, yeah. you know, yeah, and, and it's people wrote things were, down. A lot of historians have said that, uh, and, and I have got this in quotes, in all the frauds and tricks that go to make up the worst form of practical politics, the men who founded our state and national governments were always our equals and often our masters, unquote. So Yeesh. the Founding Fathers may actually have been better at all the stuff that we don't want to deal with uh, right, right. today. So, uh, first myth, founding fathers were above politics. Absolutely not true. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a guy by the name of Elbridge Gerry. I won't go too much into who he was, but he was one of the framers of the Constitution. And this is a guy who's responsible for the political technique of gerrymandering. So, we're still dealing... This motherfucker. Yeah, we're still dealing with gerrymandering now. I mean, it's yeah. literally in the news a couple days ago. Right. Uh, and so, here's a guy who's a framer of the Constitution, but we're also thinking, oh, above reproach. This guy's, no, I want no. my people in power and your people right. not in power, right. so let's figure out right. how we're going to draw these lines, right? Um, Thomas Jefferson fired as many people for political reasons as Andrew Jackson. Uh I have to research to see if he fired as many people as Donald Trump because that's kind of, that's kind of been a big deal. Um, it's not unusual for people to have a revolving He's door. He's got to be getting close. He's got to be getting close. Um, but it was interesting for me to find that out because every day I'm right. like, oh, my God. It's like, it's like Survivor in the Trump <laughs> administration. But then you read it like Thomas Jefferson fired people for political reasons as well. Yes. So uh, Pretty soon again. we'll have the firing of Michael Bolton. Not that Michael Bolton. I was going to yes, say, yeah. oh, man. Yeah, screw him. Why should I have to change my name? <laughs> All right, office space reference. Yeah. Um, also, okay, so there was a notorious event that happened. Uh, you had anti-federalists before the before you could even get to the framing of the Constitution. Before there was even a constitutional convention, yeah. there were anti-federalists and there were federalists. And the anti-federalists refused to go to a meeting in Pennsylvania. They decided to go to the bar instead. I I can respect that. Okay, so they go to the <laughs> I, bar. I can respect that. They're getting wasted. <laughs> they they had to send people. Literally dragged them out of the tavern, took them uh, to the Pennsylvania legislature, so that a measure could be approved for the to form a ratifying convention to even talk about <laughs> the Constitution. They were trying to keep this from happening. So they were like, "Let's screw the Constitution thing. Let's just go to the bar. Let's just get drunk." They right. actually got dragged. <laughs> we have this idea again. Right, that, oh, right. like we just have this experiment. We gotta all do it, and we all right, we're all, right. rah rah America. No. <laughs> 
And then people were like, fuck, fuck this. I like being a colony. It's kind of cool. Um, also, Pencil, Pennsylvania Federalists actually bought out a newspaper. They bought, bought out. out a, they bought out a whole newspaper. It was called the Pennsylvania Herald. And, uh, and the problem was they thought the Pennsylvania Herald was too accurate. <laughs> Fake in, news. In their reporting. Fake news. Yeah. Why are so you telling like, so much of the ac- truth? This is very accurate news. <laughs> we got to squelch this, right? Uh, and so they bought the newspaper because they thought the reporting about the Constitutional Convention was too accurate that it would create a problem for their allies who wanted to ratify this thing right, in other right. states. Like, we got to get this done. This newspaper's being kind of accurate. Let's buy them, shut them down from saying anything about <laughs> yeah. this Let's buy them convention. and make them less accurate. <laughs> and, and thus, a long history of things of that nature happening <laughs> yeah, the, started. Uh, you know, politicians essentially <laughs> buying out the media. This, uh, is, a, this right. is a very long history. Hey, free speech, everybody. But not really. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is. <laughs> yeah. right. um, All men are created equal. And we're also... You know what we mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what we mean. Um, and so uh, we're also told that George Washington, again, was kind of like... He was unanimously voted as our first president. Right. Kind of. <laughs> he was kind. He was unanimously voted as our first president. But the New York legislature was split between a Federalist majority in the Senate and anti-Federalists in the Assembly. And so they didn't vote. Everybody else voted, and they voted overwhelmingly. For so, him. so unanimous by way of like, eh, we're, we're all of those who gonna, voted voted yeah. unanimously. Uh, but so, New York, so was this uh, this wasn't popular vote. This was still legislative correct. vote. Correct. Yeah. And so, uh, as a matter of fact, New York disagreed so much uh, on policy they couldn't even agree on their two senators. So, for the first session of Congress, New York was unrepresented. <laughs> really? Yeah. New York had no representation. <laughs> that's how much they hated each that's other. That's awesome. Bummer. So, so that's one of the, the, the myths about the Founding Fathers. They were above politics. Another one is uh, that the Founding Fathers were revered. Like, we know all the – well, not all the names of the Founding Fathers, but we know many of the names. Washington, Jefferson, Adams, all these names. Herbie but, Hancock. Uh, yeah, yeah, Herbie <laughs> Hancock. Um, but most of them weren't revered until after their death, like a lot right. of artists. You know, a lot right. of artists aren't revered generally. Well, I mean, it's the same with uh, great presidents now. They're not great until, you know, decades after right. after they were in While they're in office, everybody well, kind of hates unless them. Yeah. yeah, unless you're Roosevelt. <laughs> but in, in general. And be revered right. in your own time or be right. a founding father. And if, you're, if you're a president of war, you're revered as being a great president. If you're a president of peace, you're typically revered as not being that great. Yeah, yeah. Carter, anybody? Anyway, uh, so <laughs> first is Thomas Jefferson. It's a name we all know, yep. obviously. Um, 70 years ago, Jefferson was still kind of regarded with suspicion or indifference. People yeah. didn't really care about him. Um, but uh, in the 1920s, there was a guy by the name of Theodore uh, Cupper, and he was trying to preserve Monticello, which was uh, Thomas Jefferson's homestead. Yep. Which, interestingly enough, here in the city of Detroit, we have an island called Belle Isle. Yep. And there is a conservatory called Anna Scripps Conservatory. It's designed by a guy by the name of Albert Kahn. Yep. Big glass edifice. It's designed to look just like Monticello. Yep. A lot of people don't know that. Um, but either way. It's a beautiful place. So this guy, Theodore uh, Cupper, is trying to like raise funds to preserve this house. Mm-hmm. But people were like, fuck, Why? Jeff- fuck Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Like, who's Jefferson? That, that was, he wasn't really well known. Uh, as a matter of fact, textbooks hardly even mentioned him. Right? Except... Uh, there'd be a mention of him as a, as president and that he signed the Declaration of Independence. That's pretty much it. Right. Uh, now in 2018, you know, there's 
tons and tons and tons of pages that have been written right, about right. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, whether it's about his presidency or is about his extramarital affairs. I was going to say, there's <laughs> a lot going on yeah. with, with the so, extramarital affairs. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he's done a lot. Uh, his relatives again? James Madison <laughs> wasn't even yeah. recognized until even after Jefferson. He wasn't recognized until the 1950s. Um, in fact, his, his number 10 essay, he wrote the, the 10th essay in the Federalist Papers, right? Oh, Dave bringing over a shot. I didn't get a shot. Come on, man. What the heck, man? <laughs> I, I, I guess asked, there'll be beer of history. The, All right, you ask uh, and you shall receive. I, guess I, I ask. ask him when he comes back. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, we're okay. So Madison, right? So, not popular until the 1950s. Wrote some of the Federalist Papers, um, and as a matter of fact, his his tenth essay or the, the tenth essay of the Federalist Papers might be the most scrutinized document in American history, more so than the Declaration or the Bill of Rights. Hmm. Um, but obviously, that's not going to make the news as much. Right, right. Um, Paul Revere, you know, Midnight Ride of Paul Revere, right? We've all heard about yeah. this guy. You know, the Redcoats are coming. Uh, turns out he wasn't the only person who was sent out. He's yeah, just there the wasn't one there who like the, five there or were like six? 16 people that were sent out. Going I'm different oh, right? you know, you can't hang big news like that on just one person I on a horse. So. But he wasn't know. even famous until 1863. Right, He right. wasn't famous until 1863. Uh, Columbus Henry, wasn't famous until what? The mass the Itali- migration? Yeah, the Italians, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow uh, wrote his famous poem in 1863 about Paul Revere. And so until then, Revere was not Revere. Right, right. I know, we don't have the bell. I think you find that with most most uh, people throughout history is like until somebody's all like, "Oh man, this dude was legit." Right? People are like, "Who the fuck are you talking yeah, but about?" I, I just don't. It's interesting because yeah. again, most people are myopic. Well, we think I history mean, started with us, right? Right. right? right. So we've never known a world where Thomas Jefferson wasn't, wasn't well famous. known. Yeah. Right. right. And so that's just kind of the thing. Uh, we never grew up without the poem, the Midnight right, Ride right. of Paul Revere. Uh, another myth was founding fathers were devout churchgoers. So this is one of my favorite ones because I grew up very, very religious, and I actually I have a history book. It's a God fearing country, people. Yeah, I have, I have a history book at home that uh, I think it's called America, oh, America's Providential History. And is that it, the one with the guy on the cover? Yeah, yeah, yeah Washington yeah. kneeling. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, fact of the matter is, uh, he's not praying there. He's eating a horse. Uh, well, you know, when you get hungry, <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. He was eating a horse? No, I'm kidding. He was not eating a horse. Man, that would have been a great um, story. But but there's this idea that, oh, you know, America's a Christian nation. Right, and, right. yeah, we're a very, very religious nation. We'll get to that a little bit later. But they weren't devout churchgoers like we think of. Um, right. As a matter of fact, Washington generally didn't go to church. Major holidays. Right. Washington was like the rest of us, like... What? what? I, no, man, it's Sunday. It's my day off. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but I've been presiding over the country. Um, so he was also notorious for avoiding direct references to Christ, instead either referring to providence or omitting Christ's name when referring to previous admonitions that included it. So Washington was like, hey, look, I know a lot of people are religious, but I don't want to be overly religious. i got to represent everybody. Right, right. Yeah, I'm hearing a hum. Yeah, um, all right. I just wanted to make sure I was not yeah. crazy. Yeah, Luke Skywalker is here as well. <laughs> uh, yes, definitely. Uh, yes. Uh, Jefferson, Frank, Jefferson, Franklin. Neither of them really attended regularly. Uh, as a matter of fact, Franklin said Franklin Franklin said that he believed in a god, but also in the possibility of multiple gods. Well, there lot, you go. That's going to make a lot of Christians very yeah. upset, right? Um, Thomas Jefferson wrote a book called The Morals of Christ. And what The Morals of Christ was is it was a Bible where he cut out all the miracles of Jesus. <laughs> uh, he also thought that Christ's uh, statements were defective, that he hadn't, before he was crucified, he hadn't gotten to his height of being a thinker. 
So uh, here's Thomas Jefferson thinking that he's brighter than Jesus, which I think mm-hmm. is interesting. So of the founding fathers, really John Adams was only the one was really the only one who attended regularly. Right, right. right. But there's this myth that they were all churchgoers, and so these myths are helpful for us to kind of understand where we've been. You know, right. and, and who we are, and passing laws now, right? And, and passing <laughs> laws now, but not all of it's accurate, right? Right. A lot of this was to shape us, but people have run off with it and said this is true, right? Which is different. Uh, so, uh, some other myths that I thought were interesting, um, and I'm just kind of hodgepodge through history here. Puritans came here for religious freedom. I, that's what I thought. That's what we've all been taught. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought they came here to fuck up our day. <laughs> oh. no, no. Okay, so, so here's what happened. So, so in 1593, there were Protestant separatists. They, they immigrated to Holland from England for the chance to practice their religious preferences without interference, right? Right. Uh, well, the problem is they got to Holland. They went to Holland yeah, for yeah. religious freedom. When they got to Holland, they were like, man, this place is really liberal. Right? So, <laughs> so they allowed too much religious freedom, and they gave free reign to Judaism and Catholicism and even atheism. And so uh, wow. the Puritans were like, we're out of this bitch. You were well, out. Now so, I feel like hey, I know hey, why they're called Puritans yeah, right. now. They, they hey, hey you, pure. You, uh, you, can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> too much freedom, freedom you we're know what out. You, mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So they hopped the Mayflower and came across the ocean and... Basically, in the new world. they wanted to practice their own version of right. religion. It was their idea of what yes, religion right. should Freedom be. of religion for us, right. not for you. Yes, right. only in the way that we want to do it. So really not freedom. Yeah, and so um, also uh, another myth, the Declaration of Independence signed on July 4th. Right, We celebrate July 4th as Independence we Day. We blow shit up. Yeah, we do. <laughs> in the sky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> boom, boom. So the Continental Congress actually voted for uh, independence and drafted the declaration on July 2nd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a revision that was approved on July 4th. It was read aloud for the first time on July 8th. And then it was not actually ratified until August 2nd. Well, you know, it's a good thing that on the 4th of July, I celebrate uh, Denmark Day. Because I want to go move to Denmark. I just, okay. I just That's kind of my thing. blowing shit up. Well, yeah, we blow shit up and then we drink to Denmark. That's what we right. do on the 4th of July. Okay. So I kind of feel like I've been doing it right then. <laughs> so here's the funny thing. is like John Adams was like, I bet you, I just imagine how this conversation went. John Adams bet his life that we would be celebrating our independence every day on July 2nd. Like, Missed it by that much. Aww. High into the right. <laughs> Lace is out, Dan. Right? Um, so I just, I just kind of think that's funny. Uh, another myth. Uh, there's, a, there's a story that Ben Franklin thought that our national bird should be a turkey. They're delicious. I, hear, I have heard that story. Yeah. Okay. Because so, it's a noble bird. It's super yeah. smart. So here's the thing. That was a joke. <laughs> They're a bunch of jerks so too. He yeah. didn't. He didn't like the fact that we had picked the. He didn't like the fact that we had picked the bald eagle because a bald eagle is kind of a scavenger. We think right. scavengers are um, vultures, right? Right. Well, bald eagles are very, very similar. They're just right. very, they're majestic looking now because right. Say they're majestic. We've looking. decided they're majestic. Right. They're and opportunistic. So, so <laughs> he's, in, that, he's in France. That perfectly describes America. Opportunistic. So, yes. so you guys, yes. have, you guys have a logo, right? So right. shot a history logo, and yeah. I've got a logo for my show. And um, branding, and, man. Yeah, branding, there, yeah, leading question to Calvin Moore, right? Uh, so it's uh, all this branding, uh, branding stuff going on. And so back then, they also created a logo with the bald eagle. Yep. And I imagine that he was drunk when he was writing this letter to his daughter. But he writes a letter joking, I cannot believe they picked the bald eagle, the scavenger bird. As a matter of fact, the logo that they've designed really looks like a turkey. 
Oh my God, it should be a turkey. Oh, that's, <laughs> it's so, and so he's, he's joking in this, and it became this. Whole and idea sounded like of, a valley girl. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I love it. Yeah, the myth evolved into the. No, no. Yeah, did you hear? Did you hear this? Yeah. The turkey is a, is a majestic bird. It's, it's uh, you know, noble. <laughs> yeah, and so it's kind of it's interesting that, uh, that he thought that. And so uh, that's another myth. Another one. Cowboys, cowboys wore cowboy hats. Ten-gallon hat. I found this out in researching for this show. Uh, so it's not like I just knew this. Uh, but uh, real cowboys like uh, Butch Cassidy, Wyatt uh Billy the Kid, all those guys, uh, they're never pictured wearing cowboy hats in any of the pictures that you see of them. Um, and cowboy hat, you know, the Stetson, we think the Marlboro Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Back to the Future 3. He's like, I've seen Westerns. You right. know, yeah. I think of uh, Val Kilmer and Tombstone because yep. it's a sexy thing to think about. See? Well, and the 10-gallon hat's not actually 10 gallons. It's like three quarts. Right. Yep. I'll mean, think like Clint Eastwood movies. That right. kind of thing, right? Fistful of dollars. <laughs> um, but real cowboys on the American frontier actually wore bowler hats. I mean, normally, we think like if you think bowler hats, not anybody, nobody normally thinks about bowler hats. But, it's not a thought that crosses right, yeah. anybody's mind. I think about it all the time. <laughs> but, but if you were to conceive of a bowler hat, you would think more within a city. Yes. But frontiersmen tended to wear bowler hats. Right. So. They just don't look as cool. I, I think that might be why. Again, branding. Yeah, it's all it, branding. It, yeah. it, we want things to be remembered in a specific way. Yeah, and uh, spaghetti. The the age of the spaghetti western. Uh, turned Western wear into a big deal. So if you're trying right. to sell hats, well, and why, we're going to lobby Hollywood to well, make Clint Eastwood wear a big 10-gallon hat. Well, why Spaghetti Westerns uh, are the way they are is because of that myth that cowboys were. Like, they wanted it, when they made Spaghetti Westerns, they were like, we want it to be so Super Western. Macho. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to be exactly like it. And they took it to the nth degree. Right, right. And that's why they're so amazing. Because well, and then they don't realize, like, the West was actually won by women. And, yep. the, and women were had more rights out in the West than men did Have sometimes. you guys seen the show Godless? No. I have not yet. That. You need to watch it. Yeah, I should that watch it. That sounds good. Another myth. Okay. So, Salem Witch Trials. Salem Witch Trials are always yep. kind of an interesting one. I think you guys have covered this on your She's show. She's a witch. She's a witch. Yeah, yeah. I think we've talked about it a little bit. We didn't do yeah. a whole show, but okay, we so, discussed uh, it. Overview for those of you who don't know Salem Witch Trials. Um, big part of our pop culture here in the United States, obviously. But between February 1692 and May of 1693, nearly 200 people were accused of practicing the devil's magic, air quotes, devil's magic, including the elderly, the homeless, and uh, And a a four-year-old girl who was grilled on the stand. Four-year-olds can't talk real good. I don't know if if any of y'all have a four-year-old, but they can't talk real good. I mean, how are you going to... She was just super bitchy. She was just like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't like it. But Okay, so when we think of the Salem witch trials, we think of burning at the stake. Most of them were jailed. Right. Most of them were jailed. 19 were hanged on what would be known as Gallows Hill. And one 71-year-old man was crushed with heavy stones. Nobody was that like an accident? No, no, no. He was. I've a witch? also heard uh, people uh, loaded up with stones and thrown to the bottom of the lake, and if they were truly witches, they would rise. And, yeah. yeah. I, I was gonna say, are you gonna like pull some money pipes on me? But here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Salem witch trials. Nobody was burned. Nobody was burned at the stake in the Salem witch trials. They might have been burned by a fire when they were cooking ones, but right. like they were yeah. like you know, I mean, there were, on there fire. Were definitely some witch trials in Europe where women were burned at the stake, but no, no people were burned yeah, at the stake. Uh, the Europe, for the Europeans here. were super into their burning. Yeah, the they stake. loved that. And yeah. they, they got all the fish, and they're like, "Hey, what about a giant knife that just drops? Yeah. That's way faster, right? Yeah. We, don't have to, we don't have to wait as long." Yeah. Um, 
Also, another one. Uh, I got two more here. So Einstein, Albert Einstein. Yeah, here's the deal. I was notoriously bad at math. I, I was so bad. I at could math. be the next Einstein. You know, yeah, I was so bad at math that in my college, uh, my college years, I had to take. Um, Al- I had to take. I had to take al- algebra. Yeah. I had to take algebra. Dropped it. Next semester, Pre-algebra. took it again. Dropped it. And somehow I managed to get all the way to my final semester without taking math. <laughs> you had to take algebra when you got there. By the time I graduated, they realized, well, history majors, religion majors, they really don't need algebra. So they created something called, um, I, oh, I can't, it's basically math for beginners. Right, 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 right. It's, it's like and pre-algebra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pre-pre-algebra. Yeah. Well, my, my professor was like, okay, get class. Now, when I'm teaching this to the seventh graders, the middle school, and I was like, yes. And then I opened my book and I was like, you're teaching this to seventh graders? What? I was never going to break your brain. Right. No, but I would always say, well, you know, Einstein wasn't good at math, and look how he turned out. Fact of the matter is, he was amazing. Einstein at math. was always good at math. He was never bad at math. Um, uh, and the funny thing, okay, so the fact that he was bad at math was this rumor or this myth invented by Ripley's Believe It or Not uh, in a newspaper column Those in the thirties. Yeah, in the. <laughs> so the the headline was the headline of this uh, column was greatest living mathematician failed in mathematics totally a fabrication and so there was this rabbi at Princeton mm-hmm. who shared this story with Einstein where, which is where he was in 1935 and uh, Einstein is said to have just laughed and said I never failed in mathematics before I was 15 I had mastered differential and integral calculus <laughs> so. Uh, not very humble. He's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> <Bitch> he, <man." laughs> well, he he didn't really have social right. skills. Let's be honest. That is yeah. a truth about Einstein. Yeah. That yeah, I've heard I've I'm, heard other he was, stories where he's all like, "Oh yeah, I was always good at math, but I was just so disinterested that I just failed right. because." He was like Sheldon. It Cumber. was below him. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was thinking so yeah. Yeah. so far above it. Higher level, man. Last myth, and I don't know that this is a myth, just maybe a misconception. And I found this out just recently. The president does not work in the Oval Office. That makes sense. I didn't actually. know that. I, mean, I didn't know that either. But do you want to know sense. how I found out? How did you find out? So there's a TV show. Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> Fake he, news. He works on the golf course. No. Uh, no. Uh, so uh, ding, I, ding, 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 ding. So I was. There's a show that I watch. My wife and I watch a show called um, Designated Survivor. So basically, imagine Jack Bauer from 24 becomes president of the United States. That's exactly. And you've what got happens. you've got Designated Survivor. Yeah. And so uh, Kiefer Sutherland is playing uh, this uh, this president. Uh, uh, Kirkman, and he's always in this red office doing his work. And I'm like, man, it's not the Oval they've office. done a really bad job making the. I mean, I saw The West Wing. Right. right. Like I know. <laughs> I, I saw the American President. I've seen every movie where they're in the where they're in the Oval yep. Office. That's not it. And so I just Googled, you know, where does the president work? And turns out. Uh, the president does not work in the Oval Office. Uh, the, pr- the Oval Office, actually, it's primarily ceremonial. It's used for... Photo ops. Yeah, it's used yeah. for photo ops, briefings, staff meetings. Uh, but other than that, he's generally working in what's known as the president's study, which is directly off of the Oval Office. It's right down a hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also in the treaty room on the second floor, which is actually in the presidential residence. So if he wants okay. to work from home, he can. Because he is at home, right? Or he can go down to the Oval <laughs> Office, walk through the Oval Office down the hall, and that's where his actual office is. Right. So, have you ever seen a picture of the the Resolute Desk in the Oval Office? There is there's no computer. There's never any papers piled high right, up on right. the desk or anything because there's literally no work that happens in the Oval Office. The last president to actually work in the Oval Office or is said to have worked out of the Oval Office uh, was uh, Jefferson, uh, not Jefferson, geez. Um 
Kennedy. 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 Kennedy was the last one. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, it was him and Marilyn Monroe. That was the work that <laughs> was, the, the work. was being put in. He's put in work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I found this out just from working uh, from watching Designated Survivors. So I think That's Designated crazy. Survivor is the first show about the president that has been accurate about where the president works. Every other show and movie, but they always the show him in the Oval Office. And, yeah, yeah. Which I just makes I sense. thought was fascinating. So these are just kind of some myths. Myths, 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 myths stories myths. that we live myths. by. Uh, Inaccuracies. <laughs> whoever, whoever put the letter S in the word lisp is, uh, is a horrible human being. Worst person ever. Worst person ever. Uh, but yeah, so they're, these, these stories, these myths are very important. For well, we use it to prop up our yeah, prop up our history. Right. I mean, again, yeah, Washington. We needed everybody to be on the same right. page. Right. We don't. We don't want to be like, oh man, we're one guy in, and we've already screwed up. Right. Um, but we do also have a Pollyanna-ish view about that. I don't know that we necessarily need that view of Washington today. We're far enough away to be able to go. Okay, look. Yes, we do. Uh, today, we're, pa- we're past. Yes, we do. I guess we do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Remember when people were gentlemen, but then he wasn't a gentleman. So then it's like, ah, he's just like everybody else. But see, the oh. problem, the problem with these myths is that it, it leads us to this false idea of what America is, and that's to me that's a problem. Right. I think it's right. A, it's, well, then, yeah, because we we prop it up as like, oh, look at look at what we used to be. Right. And Instead then, of but, understanding that right. the myth was built. For us to aspire to what we could be. Right. Now we look back and say, "Well, look at what we were. We were, we were never the it. We were, we were never, never it. Never exactly. It yet. We're still working. That's that. Maybe that is the beauty of America: is that some of those myths have worked to create the America that they were hoping for. But now our generation is like, "Man, all this stuff is true." It's like, no, 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 not so much. Not so much. <laughs> Stop but, looking at Wikipedia. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So that's my that's my stuff today. That's it. That's beautiful. That was awesome, Thank man. You. You, you always bring the good history. We I like try. it. I try. You bring that good, good. I love how you uh, bring down the colonizers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, uh, as we were speaking about People in our first like, this episode, this guy hates America. <laughs> like, no, I don't hate America. <laughs> From our two-year anniversary live spectacular, yes. uh, Kelvin is going to be one of our re- reoccurring guest yes. hosts uh, again because we couldn't we pick couldn't. a guest. I'm we just finding out we right now. Pick a host. Right. Yeah, we couldn't pick a host. That's we had okay. like videos and like there were so many. I good will people. quietly know that I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> he, and he's so humble it's not too. My we did. We he's did. So actually, I'm like Einstein. I'm like Einstein. We Bad had at math one and person, not one fan <laughs> that uh, expressed their opinion that said Calvin should be the, the replacement what? host. Oh, we did. They, they, did one they message person, us on uh, one shot of his? They through that's, our that's Facebook. One more yes. than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, it was through Facebook. <laughs> Wait, but it was thirteen for everybody else. What? Oh. 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 No, no, but honestly, I'm like super happy because it's going to yeah. be basically yeah. uh, you, Kirsten, and Melissa are going to be our three, uh, our three and, and Jeannie occasionally. And yeah, and Jeannie when she, okay. like, I hope yeah. she can what make about it Ellie? down. Will yeah. Ellie be around? Oh yeah, Ellie. Yes, Ellie, yes. Ellie will be around too. Yes, okay. Ellie will be around. <laughs> Awesome. We love and Ellie. Then some, and then some unknown person named Kirsten. <laughs> I don't know who that girl is. I just made her up. I'm sorry. She was the one that applied that we were like, oh, fuck that bitch. Oh, <laughs> she was terrible. Fuck Steve. <laughs> See, Deb doesn't even have to say it now. It's yeah, already, it's already out in the universe for this episode. I don't even know who Steve is. I just like to say it. <laughs> He's not bad. But thanks for having me, and thanks for welcoming me to the show. Yes. Yeah, happy you, to be you, a part. You are, you are officially in our rotation. I know that sounds... Right. You know, that's kind of like a flattering thing to say, like, you know, if you're, like, thinking about it in terms of, like... You, you, you're my main person. side chick. Yeah, like, you know, if you're, like, it's a okay. single person... I know what it is. Like, Amongst the other four that are my main side I'm not going to just, you know, be... 
2018. You just swiped right on me. That's all I But you're in the rotation, man. You're in the rotation. I got swiped right on. That's all I care about. Like oh, 100 man. years from now, people are listening to this and be like, what the hell is swipe right? <laughs> so archaic. Archaic language. I yeah. hope people are listening to this 100 years from now. <laughs> oh my God. This is what they're like going to shoot out into the universe. Right. The aliens are going to hear yes. it and they're going to be like, we really need to go hang out with these people. Yeah, <laughs> they seem really cool. <laughs> Clearly, they have their shit together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Nobody ever says that when they listen to our show, but that's no. okay. That's okay. Uh, so I think it's time to... It's time to... Uh, Oh, Pop out the was plugs. A, that was a bad one. Hold on. There we go. There it is. There it is. It's time. All Definitely. right, Cal. Give us the good stuff. Give us that good good. I already did. You asking for more? I haven't prepped anything. Hey, we want you. We're letting you be involved right, yeah, so right now. All right, so. Prop yourself up, man. So, uh, <laughs> with my third. Uh, so, uh, 7.2 tours, of course. Um, give tours of downtown Detroit. For uh, businesses and uh, private, you know, private parties. We also do some public tours. We do walking tours, bus tours, strolling suppers, bar tours. We have a bar tour coming up on March 31st. This will probably have already <laughs> that date will have passed by the time you hear this. Right, right. Um, but all throughout the summer and spring and you know, spring, summer and fall. Uh, and then also uh, my show, uh, my personal show. I do a show called Leading Questions with Calvin Moore. Also on the podcast Detroit Network. Broadcast live every Wednesday from five to seven. But of course, you can find it on uh, every great platform where you can listen to your um, uh, to podcasts. So whether it's on the Podcast Detroit app, whether it's on uh, Apple Podcasts, whether it's on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, all that stuff, you can find us uh, there. Leading questions with Calvin Moore. Podcast Detroit. What up, though? Uh, <laughs> do you still do uh, the dinner Detroit? Oh yeah, the dinner Detroit. I'm not used to talking about the dinner Detroit. Yeah, so we do the dinner Detroit. We do a lot of things. Jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, so we do the dinner, uh, the dinner Detroit every single Sunday from two to five at our home. My wife and I uh, cook food. It's kind of like a potluck at this point because we realize this is getting hella expensive. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, uh, so, it's, so yeah. it's nice to have people share their yeah. their favorite things with uh, you guys too. Yeah. You so know? everything's a theme. This week, my wife and I got lazy, and so this week's takeout night. So it's whatever you bring. Oh, nice. That's what you're eating. Uh, and then, but every week it's theme. So last week, because it was uh, right after St. Patty's Day, at the time we're recording this, uh, we did potatoes. So we did loaded a, la- a loaded big potato bar. The week before that, we did a ramen noodle bowl night. Done. So t- uh, casserole. I mean, it was great. Yeah, it was, really, it was great. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So the dinner Detroit uh, happens. You can find us on Facebook. We don't have a website yet, but uh, we do have an email: thedinnerdetroit at gmail Calvin just invited you all to his house. I did. To yes. eat some food. I did. Just you got to sign up on Facebook so we know how much you prepare and let there us know what you're bringing. I, I mean, that's kind of a big don't deal. Don't just show up unannounced because we got a small house in Roseville, Michigan. It's, so, uh, it's not big so enough for everyone. So when are you going to do everyone. that New York strip? <laughs> That was actually the second thing that we did. Really? The second thing that we did. My wife was like, never "Never again. again. (laughs) Never again. Uh, All right. uh, So, uh, Snake Oil Comics, Snake Oil Horror. if that's still a thing, <laughs> it could this, be. Maybe, maybe this, not. Not for me, because I'm the first person to die. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, and not in Get Out, <laughs> Calvin. Why, why aren't there more black people in time travel movies? Because uh, there's basically no time we can travel to. <laughs> <laughs> To the future, Calvin. No, to the future. It's going to be more of the same. I don't think you understand. Uh, what else? I love uh, America. <laughs> uh, you know, always the Podcast Detroit treats us so, so awesome. Yes, thank you so much, Podcast Detroit, for letting us uh, do our little show on your network. I'm looking at you, Dave. Yes. You're right next to me. I'm being all creepy and side-eyed. I'm sorry. Could not be happier. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I could be, but for the purposes of this broadcast, I could not. <laughs> He's be not drunk enough to be happier. So. Um, and my uh, my podcast plug this week will be uh, the worst meatball sandwich ever. Ooh, also on. Have they dropped an episode in like forever? Yeah, they just did a few episodes. Really? Uh, okay. Not that long ago. Okay. Was that a con? It's probably a con. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know. Takes a little liquid courage. <laughs> Does a little bit of boredom, a little bit of there's, liquid courage. There's some, you know. there's some good, uh, there's some, some good back great, stuff. Yeah. Great episodes of yeah. that show. So uh, check it out. It's a it's a podcast Detroit uh, show. So. Um, With Dave and Bob. Yeah. If you like one-star reviews, if you're that person that goes through and reads one-star reviews for the hilarity that ensues, you will love the show. <laughs> I like when they get the clap back from the restaurants. <laughs> Those are always funny. <laughs> so this bitch, let me tell you about her. Now that we own one, just wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Nice. All right. Don't get sued. <laughs> Don't get sued. Steph? Uh, so I'm, I'm going to shout out to shotofhistory.com, Ooh. which we have not mentioned in a while here. Uh, you can go on there. You can listen to our latest episodes. You can get merch like the sweet, sweet tank top that I'm wearing with the Shot of History logo. Uh, we have other stuff in there, T-shirts, hats, uh, mugs, pillows, other stuff. Uh, so if you want to be pillows. rocking. We've got throw pillows? Okay, you know what? Yeah, with okay. your face on it. Trico's Do you want to cuddle with Big Dev? <laughs> now you can. <laughs> Trico set it up. It's all the same logo on everything. It's this logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This logo. Can I, I see I it closer? <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it depends on if you want to get smacked or not. <laughs> well, with those, He's yes. Like it might be <laughs> worth it. Says the guy who announced at the start of the show he's short on cash. No. <laughs> wow, what are you saying about her? Jesus Christ. Damn. Wow. Man. Anyway, also check out stephaniemenard.com if you want to check out my comics, my books. Uh, the Shot of History book is on our site as well as stephaniemenard.com. We do have a few here. If yes. anybody wants to pick up a, a copy of and Shot of History. thinking about turning it into an audiobook. Yes. I think we yeah. should turn it into an audiobook. Could you read it in like the preview voice? <laughs> yeah. In 1776. In a world. In a, in a world. <laughs> two buddy cops. <laughs> in a world where Dr. John Harvey Kellogg thought masturbation was tied to cornflakes. Yes. In a world. That's the audiobook shift. idea. <laughs> yes. One man. In the snow, Mary, Queen of Scots. And this is why we need to write another book yes. so that we can turn that into an audio. I've already got a title for it. It's going to be called Mas Tequila. Mas Tequila. I like it. I'm we in. Do I'm shots in. Tequila on this show. Mm. Would... Oh no 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 Ooh, no 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 no. That's no, my no, next no. shot. Tequila. All right. Good. <laughs> Good for you. What else? Uh, so anyway, that's it. Thank return, you guys so much. Thank you, Cal, for being on the show. Right Thank you. We got a couple more shows coming to you live yes. today from Old Chalili. Mikey's running the bar back there. He's doing an excellent job, and he's keeping us nice and liquored up. So tip him well, guys. And uh, until next time, I'm Stephanie. Uh, I'm the color man, Big Dev. Fuck Steve. And apparently I'm a new co-host, occasionally, Calvin Moore. (laughs) 